1: hey y'all this is miranda lambert wishing you a happy thanksgiving thank you miranda Miranda thank you girl love you long time (laughs) (laughs) good morning everyone and welcome to our two of jason and alexis in the morning that's right we're doing another hour i know audience i can't believe it either I'm Jace. Lex is off. Uh, she's with her people. And uh, not like her alien the, family. <laughs> well, say, uh, <laughs> maybe. You don't know. I mean,
0: she <laughs> is. She went to the planet Craft on, remember? That's right.
1: <laughs> God. Oh, boy. Um, Oh yeah, maybe she is. Maybe she went back up into the ship. Yeah, and, she uh, said
0: she's celebrating her birthday and with her family, but is half of it that family?
1: Right, seriously. Mm-hmm. I mean I we've know. been investigating this for years.
0: That's right. Oh, we're gonna
1: figure we're gonna figure it out eventually. Oh, we, we certainly will. Uh Mike's filling in. We're grateful, we're thankful. Uh this time of year, we're thankful. And uh, and Dawn is here, moved into the cockpit. Uh, we're going to try to make your flight enjoyable. If you need anything, an, another uh, biscotti cookie. If you need a uh, Biscoff cookie, if you need some uh, baby bottles of booze, please let us know.
0: Uh, right. Uh, <laughs> we got you. Gingy, maybe with some a little vodka in it. Ooh, maybe.
1: Ugh, gross.
0: Come on.
1: Uh, hey, let me give a, a an advanced shout out. Hold on a minute, Dawn. Let me find this.
0: Okay. Are you making more reservations at Disney right now?
1: I can at eight o'clock. Ah. So I'll let you know how that goes. Because the two hour rule. Okay. You either have to you either have to wait until you go on the ride to make another one or wait hundred and twenty minutes. So at eight o'clock I can make a fourth, a fourth reservation. Okay. Right. Um Delta Flight four eighty one, uh, service to Orlando. Hello, crew. Um, Colin and I will be boarding your flight. Uh oh. please Please make sure catering has enough vodka on board that aircraft. Thank Please you. have a vodka soda with
0: uh lime ready <laughs> yes. for Jason. And lemon
1: and lemon oh, yeah. for Colin. Oh, That's right. right. Oh. Delta flight four eighty one. Nonstop service to Orlando today. Oh have my the... gosh,
0: they know you.
1: Oh God. We walk on board and they just start that one flight attendant that day dawn cracked me up. I told you. <laughs> Colin and I we got in. Mike, we we walked in and I thought it was a Minnesota based crew. I can always kind of tell. Because um, they're and like, we...
0: oh gosh, welcome to the flight. <laughs> Kinda. <laughs> and I
1: walk in and I'm like, okay, I got good vibes among this, Colin. We no more than put our butt in the seat, and the flight attendant had, dr- we turn around, like, you know how you have to screw. Squ- kind of crouched down Mike you're a tall guy yeah, like yeah. I yeah. You have to kind of so I turn around and boom she was right there like the Babadook like she <laughs> just appeared out of nowhere God, the
0: Babadook. and
1: she appeared appeared out of nowhere with two drinks and a smile on her face and I thought you are a gift from God you're like she the best knew flight knew your attendant drink she order. knew it
0: that's we, so cool
1: we didn't even Colin looked he goes this is going to be a great flight
0: It is. Who cares about whatever's Uh, going on around you?
1: I brought this up for a reason. This leads perfectly into one of my favorite stories of the day. Uh, And it's a very Alexis Thompson-esque story. Dawn, tell the folks about this bag that TSA found. Oh,
0: my gosh. Yeah. So, (laughs) this was at JFK Airport in New York. Tuesday morning, an agent spotted some orange hair poking out of the zipper of a suitcase. Oh, God. Uh, TSA told the New York Post that the traveler was not aware that he had a cat cat. in his luggage. A live cat. (laughs) So the TSA uh, spokesperson, Lisa Fobstein, said in a statement that the agent was shocked by the furry discovery in the luggage, which had been checked in and x-rayed. Yes! So this is a checked (laughs) piece of luggage. It's not like it went through, uh, you know, just, you know, the regular... You're going through, like, your carry on. No. This had been through the ringer. The cat and the, uh, so the traveler said that the cat belonged to someone else in his household. And then they took a picture of it.
1: You can okay. see, you it see it in this the page X-ray. six. The, it the, is the funniest picture, Don. Like, the cat's fine, everybody. The cat's fine. The cat's fine. Yeah, Before the cat we, is, yeah, yeah, the cat's fine. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. But the, um, yeah, they have like a funny photo of an x ray, but then they have the actual x ray and it is an orange cat a ginger cat it's very sneaky um but it is like <laughs> it's like um you know you see the container and then you see literally the outline of a cat um he's all curled up in there got his mouth open probably breathing heavy trying to get a breath oh my gosh
1: i i um, saw that x-ray picture and I, la- I look i first read to see if the cat was okay i don't laugh at mm-hmm. animals in danger for the overly sensitive out there um the minute I found out I relooked <laughs> at that x-ray photo and I did lol like I truly did laugh out loud I thought oh my god
0: Yes yeah, so um uh, this is what they tweeted TSA okay. they said we're letting the cat out of the bag on this <laughs>
1: <laughs> no pun intended <laughs> right.
0: on this historic find the catch with cat in all caps oh, had our baggage screening officers at JFK airport saying come on meow Feline, like you have travel questions, reach out to our fur friends at Ask TSA. No. They're available every day from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. So then uh, the post tracked down the kitty's owner and said that the cat's name is Smells. No. And, and Musa <laughs> cr- called into this their house guest bag while she was at work. And she didn't realize that this orange tabby was missing until she got a call from an airport official.
1: You know what this reminds me of, Don and Mike, and it's a perfect time of year. It reminds me of National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation (laughs) when the aunt wraps up the cat uh, and they realize
0: she comes in. She's like the
1: 90-year-old aunt, and she comes in, and she brings in presents, and she hands the presents to Clark, and Clark goes, there's a damn cat in here. She wrapped (laughs) up the cat. Oh, anyway. Oh, One my God, this is so fantastic.
0: Movie. Now, they actually talked to the owner of the cat, yeah. a 37-year-old Brooklyn resident, who they left out the name. Um, and they asked if he wanted to press charges because they were like, did, he, did she actually steal the cat? Because yeah. you can't just trust someone's word. No. And he's like, oh, my God, no. This is my roommate. It was a mistake. Oh, she loves to call him. In- uh, crawl into small spaces, so.
1: <laughs> okay, that is fantastic. They've
0: given the cat an extra t- uh, treats.
1: As they should. <laughs> well, God. give him some Nutrisource.
0: I mean, cats what, do have nine lives going through an x-ray.
1: That's 12 right there, girl. She gets a couple extra. <laughs> right. Well, we're not done with interesting finds. Uh, a steamer trunk washes ashore. Dawn has that. And then I have an AbFab I am so excited to tell you about. And it's perfect, per, get it, perfect, <laughs> um, for this holiday week when you're looking for something to watch. That and more as we roll on. Stay with us. Jason and Alexis in the morning, right here on my talk, everything entertainment, everything Mickey Mouse. I'm Jace. Alexis off. Don't here. Mike's here. Before we go uh, any further, I just want to say uh, happy birthday to my nephew, Carter. Oh, Carter, uh, I talk about a lot on the show. He's the kid, and he's not a kid anymore. He just turned 18. Holy crap. Oh, my
0: gosh. Happy birthday, Carter.
1: I knew when I got into the family, Carter was eight. So I've literally watched this kid grow up. Um, And Carter is the one that I always refer to. I joke. He doesn't really. I mean, he is he's woodsy, but he's the one that I always joke. He (laughs) eats uh, squirrels and possums and groundhogs and you know
0: yeah because he hunts and he's just
1: and he's the kid we have i mean we have zero in common (laughs) zero you couldn't find two guys with less in common (laughs) right but i love that kid to the moon and back um i i probably scare him at times i probably (laughs) uh freak him out but uh i love him and uh He's just the best, and he's a good kid. He was raised well um, by my sister in law, Tammy, and and his dad, Taylor. um, Starts with good parents, and he was raised right. He's a good kid with a a good head on his shoulders. Well, sometimes he does need to cut his hair, it's a little long. But anyway, that just. uh, (laughs) But anyway, happy birthday, buddy. I love you, and uh, have a great 18th. Um, I have an fab for you that I think you are going to love.
0: Absolutely fabulous.
1: It is a documentary, and I know, uh, keep your eye rolls quiet, uh, but it, I really do mean this. I think this is for a vast majority of our audience. It's a new documentary on Disney Plus called um, The Story of a Mouse, and it is all about the evolution and the history of Mickey Mouse. And you're thinking to yourself, oh, God, Jace. Here you go again. I hate Disney. I don't like Disney. How does this affect me? It does. And you are gonna love this because it's it's about culture. It's about American culture. It's about world culture. And you're thinking, what? No. Here's a little bit of the trailer and we'll talk about it on their side. Cool. Three simple circles, a quarter and two dimes. Probably the most universal symbol ever created by man or mouse what is it about mickey mouse
0: mickey mouse to me is light there's like a lot of dark in the world and he's hope it's magical to be able to channel all of our hopes and dreams the innocence that we eventually lose and would like back
1: never lose sight of one thing that it was all started by a mouse. The story
0: of Walt and Mickey wasn't just one continual success after success. It was stumble after stumble. Mickey Mouse started in the roaring 20s, but almost immediately, the uh, depression fell. You have groups saying, we want Mickey to help get us through World War II. The American dream has suffered, but Mickey is able to bring that back. Just like America splits in the 60s, Mickey Mouse
1: splits as well.
0: And those coexist in this one character. If you have an issue with authority, Mickey Mouse is
1: your guy. Mickey has taken the world by storm. This is something otherworldly. It is so fascinating. In this, it's not a fluff documentary, even though it's about a cartoon mouse. Yeah. You really see how the story of Mickey is woven through our history, uh, especially the latter half of the, of the well, well, 1920. Most of the 20th century. Um, it's interesting. The copyright's getting ready to expire because uh, it's the hundred year mark. Yeah. Disney's fighting that. But anyway, that's a whole other Sally, Jesse, Raphael episode. Um, a couple, a couple of tidbits. I, I wanted to pull out that I think you'll find fascinating for the sake of this conversation. You, you heard it in the trailer there, you know, Mickey, if people think, Oh, he probably was an instant success. No, uh, Mickey had a lot. Mickey and Disney with Mickey had a lot of failures Okay. And there, there's, an era, there's an era where Mickey was real interesting, and that's during World War II. I, had no, I know a lot about Disney, but I didn't know a lot, some of these details. You know, Walt Disney turned over his entire studios to the government, basically. Walt was uh, very patriotic and, and wanted to do everything he could to help okay. the war effort. So the Disney animators uh, turned into uh, animators for the good of the country. They made propaganda anim- uh, animation. They made um, uh, instructional shorts. Uh, they made war bond commercials, uh, enticing the American public to uh, give uh, buy war bonds. Wow! A- and the animators made emblems using Pluto, Donald, Mickey to no to rally the troops, to rally our, our our men and women in uniform. And it was interesting. Mickey became quite literally the symbol of America. So much so that before the Emperor of Japan and Hitler were fans of Mickey Mouse. But then, once World War II happened, they showed a rarely seen propaganda video from Japan showing Mickey uh, shooting down, uh, putting Mickey in a fighter, a fighter jet. Oh my gosh. And uh, they show a comic book that a little boy in a concentration camp made. Of Mickey Mouse surviving in a camp. Oh and gosh. that, and they tell you the story of he used Mickey was his sign of hope. And he made a comic. He made a comic book. <gasps> and you find out in this documentary that the boy once uh, the, the, the comic book was discovered and he was killed shortly after. Oh. Um, then it moves into post-World War II. And Mickey, like Walt, had drastically changed, and they made Mickey into a suburbanite. If you look at the Mickey Mouse shorts of the 50s,
0: mm-hmm.
1: Mickey moves to the suburbs and has a mortgage. Oh, my like, gosh. Like most of America. <laughs> you know, that the great migration to the suburbs happened pers- uh, post-World War II. And then this is the last clip I'll show you. Let's fast forward to when you and I were kids, Don. And, 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 Mike, you might even remember this. But, Don, you'll remember, you know, Mickey was kind of put on put in amber uh, that was described. I thought it was perfect. They really didn't want to touch Mickey Mouse because he was the corporate. He is representative of the corporate entity that they were really afraid to do anything with Mickey because if they put Mickey in a project that failed, it would be emblematic of the company at large. So other than Mickey's Christmas Carol uh, in 83, 84, Think about it. There wasn't really a lot of content with Mickey Mouse. He was just a corporate. He sh- he was a corporate shill. He sold things. So when we were growing up, Dom, think about it. Yeah. Mickey Mouse was it, there was a kind of a negative connotation with Mickey because he represented corporate greed and he represented like mm-hmm. selling you something. And there was a backlash. The right. Simpsons made fun of it. And then my boy Bob Iger comes in. And here's Bob talking about the realization that they needed to kind of rescue Mickey uh, within the last seven years. Take a listen to Bob. I think we confused people so that in 2005, when you ask people uh, who Mickey Mouse was, they typically would say it's a corporate symbol of the Walt Disney Company. I'm not sure people really knew who Mickey was or what Mickey was because Mickey had been so many different things and, and not necessarily all good. What's that? And they show the commercialization of Mickey as just a figurehead. So Bob initiated what they call the bake-off with all the creatives at Disney Dawn. They said, if you are a creative, we invite you to create what Mickey should be now. Mm. who is Mickey Mouse and all of the animators, all of the creative producers at Disney were invited to create what they view as a new Mickey. What should Mickey be? And they had a bake off. And the new Mickey is what your kids, if you're watching, if you're listening to this, all of the new Mickey shorts on Disney plus, Mm -hmm. I know Zen watches some of them and the Mickey Dawn in the new ride, Mickey and Minnie's runaway railway uh, at Disney. That is the new Mickey that won. Okay, and that one out, and now Mickey is a character again. Like kids know that he's spunky and he's fr- he's a little mischievous. Yeah, mischievous, and, yeah. And that was absent for so many years. Anyway, it's fascinating. I haven't even touched on other things. It's you'll love it because so- really sounds
0: amazing. What's it called? The The
1: Story of a Mouse. The
0: Story of a Mouse on Disney Plus.
1: And it's really the story of of American culture. Wow! Um, and it's it's interesting. It's you, you. It's it's an hour and twenty. It's a good watch for the whole family. This I love weekend. history
0: and anything to do with World War II. I'm kind yep. of really into that.
1: Then you'll love this. this. Weird, but and you like Mickey. <laughs> so there we go. Uh, when we come back again, Disney Plus, everybody. Uh, when we come back, Am I the Ass Hat Part One? Happy day before Thanksgiving. Please be safe out there tonight. It is uh, a busy bar night. Oh, yeah. So please drink responsibly.
0: Get an Uber. It's not worth it. It's
1: not worth it. Please drink safely. But have a great time, everybody. Have a really good time. This is Jason and Alexis in the morning. Uh, My buddy Alexis is off uh, for the week. Spending some time with her family. I'm sure right about now she's still in her PJs. Oh. And uh being a sous chef to her mom. <laughs> to her mom.
0: Didn't she say she was gonna stay in them like all week? All
1: week, yeah. It's she's so not gonna put fantastic. Clothes on. Um God. That's fantastic. She deserves it. It's time for Am I the Ass hat part Am, I, am I wrong? No, you're not wrong. Am I wrong? You're not wrong, Walter. You're just an ass. <laughs> <laughs> Am I the asshat? Part one. What do we have, done?
0: Okay. Am I the asshat for calling the cops and causing him to be taken in for taking my car key and using it while I was sleeping? What? Right. Okay. Okay. This is a bad so title. Fierce. Bad title. Bad title. It says, so I've been seeing this guy, a 30-year-old <laughs> male, Kevin, for several months now. We'd visit each other weekly, and last week he spent the night with me. Next morning, I woke up at 9 a.m. and couldn't find him nor my car. I searched for my car key that was at the bottom drawer in my son's room. And then parentheses, I usually hide it in there and no one knows about this secret place. But I couldn't find it. I freaked out and tried calling Kevin, but his phone was dead. So I ended up calling the police after waiting for like 10 minutes. Shortly after, I discovered that Kevin was found with my car at the supermarket parking lot. He was taken in by authorities and the car was returned. He was fuming at me saying I should not have called the cops because he took the car to go buy us breakfast. In my defense, I said he never asked for my permission and I never gave him the okay to drive it. He argued that he thought I wouldn't mind, much less escalate to calling the cops after he'd done a nice thing for me and my son. He said he never had issues with cops, but because of me now, They thought he was a thief. We haven't talked since then. His brother keeps berating me, saying I messed up and acted stupidly. Am I the asshat for freaking out and calling the cops? And then it says, I didn't even know how he got the key. Yeah, because remember, she hides her car keys down in a drawer in her son's room. So is she the asshat for calling the cops?
1: Six, five, one, six, four, one, one, oh, seven, one, six, five, one, six, four, one, one, oh, seven, one. Call Mike. Um, what was the time that passed on? How long, how long, be, how long did she think? Did, did, did they say, Does she say how so, long the car was gone?
0: Well, she doesn't know how long he had the car, but she oh, woke up, it. she woke up at 9 a.m. And, and couldn't she, find him or the car. So she tried calling Kevin and then his phone was dead so then she, after 10 minutes where she couldn't reach him, she called the police.
1: <sighs> so. I, I think, think it's a matter of how well they know each other. right?
0: So she'd been seeing him for several months.
1: Oh, then I think she overreacted a little bit. If, if it had been like maybe a second date, like a hookup date.
0: Oh yeah,
1: you know what I mean. Oh, God,
0: and you know, you have a kid, and you're bringing this person. Exactly. Guy. Oh God, I don't. That's not my stamp of approval. But um, yeah, this is weird. I didn't know because Several it was months. so confusing. I kind of didn't. I wanted to bring it up because of the fact that he knew where the key was. That's the part that makes me go, something's up with He's Kevin. A creeper? <laughs> Something is up with Kevin.
1: Well, there's something up with Kevin that's not being explored in right, in this like, post, right? Because if how does he know what's in her son is it uh, her kid's dresser?
0: Yeah. Right. So he she hides her car keys. That's also weird.
1: Okay, I was just gonna say. Then there's part two of why are you hiding car keys in your kid's dresser?
0: Yeah, I don't get that. Okay,
1: no, let's go to the phone lines. Weird. Um. Who do we have, Don? Should we go to Mike? Uh, Who do...
0: I think he's go with Alex.
1: He's... Let's go to Alex. Hi, Alex. Welcome to the show. Is she the asshat?
0: I mean, okay. A part of me is leaning towards yes because I feel like if it's her partner, she should probably assume positive intent first. Mm. But I do think it's questionable that he knew where the hidden key was.
1: See, I, I know. think that's it's that's weird. the horse of a different color. That's weird. Yeah. Yeah. How do you have you been in those drawers? Like why are you digging? Did he watch well, her what put he the put key? The
0: laundry away once? I don't know.
1: Oh. Okay. Yeah. And she swear in the post she swears that she never told him, Don. You get that impression from the post?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. That's odd. That's just it's hella weird. Thank you, Alex. Yep. Thank you. Um, uh, Mike, let's go to Mary. On line three. Hi, Mary. Welcome to the show. Is she the asshat? Howdy.
0: Howdy. Okay. Good morning. It's really weird to Thank you. hide car keys <laughs> in your son's drawer. Usually, you're hiding your keys away from your kids. Yep. So, that's number one. And number two, if you're going to take somebody's car and go out and do something nice, like buy muffins or whatever, leave a note on the front door saying... Hi, Susie Q. I just, you know, I grabbed your keys. I will be back in 10 minutes. I ran to the store.
1: Mm-hmm. Hi, hi, Susie, Q. Yeah, hey, hey, Susie Q. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. I'm getting some Egg McMuffins. <laughs> right? yeah. I'll be but right the back.
0: Whole, the whole thing is just weird. I yeah. know. It is weird.
1: It's very odd. Thank you, I don't Mary. Get it. Happy Thanksgiving, yep, girl. Okay, Happy bye. Thanksgiving. Bye. She was like wanting to get off the phone there. No, no. Let's give Julie the last word. Hi, Julie. Welcome to our show. Is she the ass hat?
0: I love you. I love I you. I agree with everybody else, and I really think there's a lot that we have to read between the lines.
1: Right. <laughs> yeah. Way I mean, too much. Um, I The more we talk to you, the, the listeners, and more I think about this, I think my number one thing is, if you're going to hide keys, why are you doing it in the drawer of your kid's bedroom? Yes, and
0: why do you call the cops 10 minutes after, and if your boyfriend's gone and your car's gone, it's just weird. It's weird all the way around. I don't even know what to say for this one.
1: No, Julie, thank you. Have a great Thanksgiving. All right, bye. Mike, what do you think, buddy? Uh, I, the only thing that's strange is, is this the first time she's ever, he's, he's ever loaned the car and taken it somewhere? It doesn't say. That's the part that I want to have answered because it is a little weird if you've been with somebody for months and sure, you maybe watched her go to the kid's drawer to grab the keys or whatever, but just randomly one morning for the first time ever, you decide to just take her car. Now the 10 minute. You know, call the cops immediately. That's a little strange, but if you've been with someone for those many months and he felt like he had the ability to go do something nice like this, I, it just it seems odd to me that this would be the the first time he did it. Like I feel well, like he would have loaned it before. In, and in I'm just trying capacity. to put my and I'm trying to put myself in the position of okay, I've known Colin for a few months. Mm-hmm. You know, Dawn, You know, you've known MC for a few months. Let's put us back in that frame of be mind. Okay. Yeah, we wake up one morning. And our car is gone. You know, after. Yeah. They spent that. Would you call the cops?
0: No, I wouldn't call the cops.
1: I wouldn't either. I'm thinking about I trusted, you know, I trusted Colin right away.
0: I'd probably wait a whole day.
1: <laughs> would you wait?
0: A- <laughs> I would wait until the sun went down then and be like, something's weird.
1: Um. Well, I would wait. Look, I will tell you, I would probably wait an hour or two. Maybe two hours because I'd be like, "Okay, bitch, where are you?" You know? Yeah, I know
0: it's weird. But, I, but it said, wouldn't be ten minutes. It says I usually hide it in there, and no one knows about this secret place. So if I was going to take someone's car, uh, let's say Kevin is the asshat here, I wouldn't take it because if you know she's hiding, like if you saw her hide it, wouldn't you question and go, "Hey, why do you do that?" Yeah. But I definitely wouldn't dig it out of a hidden place and go, hey, I mean, breakfast isn't as important as potentially being creepy.
1: Last word, interesting word from Brian that just emailed the show. Why wasn't he answering the phone? Something is sketchy. His phone
0: was dead? Yeah, he's weird.
1: Yeah, your phone is dead. How very convenient. Yeah, I don't know. That's what serial killers say. Anyway, (laughs) we're not done. We have another scenario coming up. So don't get out of your car. Stay right there. And if you're leaving right now to surprise someone to get some food, (laughs) leave them a note. Thank you. We'll be right back.